is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Well, hello everybody and welcome to number 68 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. We appreciate everybody listening. we got a great show today. Obviously, uh, formerly Chief Tubier, now Easy Cheese John Ennis is with us and Andrew one tool Zyke, which you know what's fun like we have a lot of discussions about the one tool don't we We do we just yeah. talked about it yesterday we did yeah. and then your mom was defending you saying you have two tools now because you have a glove tool yep. yeah pretty interesting but um and it's when we go out and we talk to people and i say this is andrew you know whatever and they're like oh you're one tool so you're kind of like a, a podcast celebrity now as yeah. the one tool guy <laughs> they see me on the football field i'm like two and a half they're like there's no way he's what just mean one they tool? see you on the football field yeah. what football field are you talking about flag football flag touch football. football flag yeah flag no not touch so you like no. touching people like no. around the waist yeah yeah you like yep. that part so you play flag football <laughs> very good gotcha understood <laughs> so all right well, stay tuned. We'll be right back after you hear a word from our sponsors. And I want to take a minute to say thank you to uh, MLBPA and the Players Trust for being a, a supporter of our gala this year, along with so many others that we're going to go ahead and announce um, just about everybody next week. We'll start to we'll start to run the list of everybody that's jumped in and been a huge supporter of You Deserve a Chance Foundation, which is much appreciated. So uh, we'll see you after these messages. This segment of today's podcast is brought to you by EA Sports Fields. EA Sports Fields provides professional athletic field construction, design, renovation, and maintenance for all levels of play. Former professional groundskeeper for over 20 years, they provide a unique perspective regarding your playing surface. You've heard of the five tools of baseball? EA Sports Fields excels in the five tools of providing an exceptional playing surface for players, owners, groundskeepers, fans, and your community. To learn more about EA Sports Fields, find them on Facebook at EA Sports Fields Incorporated or visit www.easportsfields.com. All right, here we go. Well, welcome everybody to Schaefer Baseball Report, and we're getting up there in the high 60s now, number 68. And moving forward, we missed last week. Everybody was kind of in a different direction, so we're catching up. So we got lots to... uh laying sod almost the whole week. We did lay sod last week. We laid sod, we painted dugouts, we we traveled, right? Where were we? Where did you play last week? Now, you were home. I went down to Columbia for I went uh, to Saturday's limestone. games. I went to Limestone on Saturday, and then it rained on Sunday. We drove all the way back down there at 5 in the morning and sat in the dugout. We were supposed to play USC Upstate, and then got the rains came and got in the car and went home. So, not bad, though. Got on the couch and hung out. Watching you, you, Jets. Yeah, big football day. Yeah, that's exactly what I watched. Exactly <laughs> what I watched. Day, I watched. I watched Fox News. Panthers Fox win. News until the baseball came on. Jets win. Fox News until the baseball came on, brother. Panthers win. T-R-U-M-P. Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, that goes. Boy. So I'm, I'm chanting Trump, 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 and I'm chanting Jets, Jets, Jets the same day. Yikes. Yeah. So you guys want to keep talking football? Well, sure. No, we're not going to do that. So we did. We were out of, we were out of the complex. Um Small field's been done. Fences are up. Dugout's getting painted. Uh, we got all the sod came in for the collegiate size field. All the sod's down. It's it, it's amazing though when you look at it from the beginning. You know when we first got out there and we did the brown great brown great ground breaking. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I'm on I'm on my meds, man. My meds. They're messing with me today. Um, the ground breaking ceremony, and you look behind you, and you got you know this old dilapidated. 
dilapidated. Good God. Ooh, what is this bottle? This is Lenny Boy that I'm drinking. I'm not even going there. You take it over, John. I'm done from here. Fill, fill us in, man. I think you've been dilapidated. <laughs> the old dilapidated? Decapitated. Uh, decapitated. Groundbreaking. I had a good night last night. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are really hard, are hard. Especially when they're more than four letters. Then they're really difficult. That's why you just use hand gestures on the radio. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> goes with my face. <laughs> Sign language podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so the sod's down. Dugouts are up. Um, we have ground opening, ground breaking, ground whatever we grand call opening. it. Grand opening. Grand opening. Oh, <laughs> It's going to be a good yeah, one. Yeah, I got it, man. I'm all over it. I am all over it today. On October 19th. Out this of, Saturday. This Saturday, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we're expecting close to 500 people out there. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of people, and I hope we got enough parking for a lot of people. We do. We got we got across the street at West Mac, and then we got the church next door, and then we, our parking lot is complete. So uh, come out and enjoy it with us. We're yeah, gonna have fun. food and music, and uh, the little guy's gonna take the field and carpool the, with someone if you can. It sounds like carpool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, share a ride. Share a ride. Let's. We've got to build a train, like a, a rail, right out there. Um, Amazon's right down the road, so hopefully somebody from Amazon shows up and you know enjoys the uh, the a festivities. Little Jeff Bezos sh- a little Jeff would be nice. <laughs> or, you know, Jeff. Yep. But uh, so we're excited about that, and so grand opening in a few days. Mm-hmm. Then our actual playing on that surface is going to start when McDowell and Queens uh, play so, in February. All right, man. Yeah. So man, I got through that. I'm struggling this morning. You got through that, huh? You're gonna you're gonna call that a win? No, <laughs> call that a tie. <laughs> call it a tie. This is like uh, you know a U trip showcase showcase game. You just uh, <laughs> oh. get a tie. Oh, and I swear there's no alcohol involved whatsoever right now. That's what's gonna make this a good. I'm short circuiting somehow. I've done that before and laid in the grass for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a few few months in the hospital one way or another <laughs> blue fuse yeah so if i go over right here you know what's happening you are witnessing a stroke at this <laughs> moment right now don't worry <laughs> hey andrew and i'll finish it yeah and then, we'll, <laughs> and then, we'll, then we'll take you to the hospital and then they'll lock the door and leave me in here yeah hey you get to die doing what you love man. exactly no talking to you guys i don't know if that's exactly what i love but <laughs> oh, uh, you know and i'm not gonna die from it i, I bounce back i'm you know i'm a resilient dude You'll every, you'll bounce back every time except one. Yeah, there'll be one time I won't come back. That's true. That's true. But we're all in yep. that same we're all in that same boat though. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, trials are coming up for our organization. Yeah, end of the I'm month. afraid to even speak dates right now. Yeah, that's October 28, 29, 30th. <laughs> we got uh, the youngest guys on the 28th, uh, our middle school guys on the 29th, and then our uh, high school age groups will come in on the 30th. Uh, Looking to uh, our big year-round, or it's our yearly tryout. So once a year we do the tryout, we're uh, kind of wipe the uh, the rosters clean and uh, and start fresh. Um, gives us a chance, uh, you know, since we do only carry one team here, it uh, gives us a chance to kind of reset and make sure that uh, that the uh, rosters are set up right, so that uh, we got we got a chance to go out and compete the next year. It's a uh, it's kind of a bittersweet deal though, because I mean, some one of the things we have to do when we look at these rosters when we're building them for the next season is, you know, there's times we have to let decent players go just because their position set you know some of these guys that play uh play positions you know it happens every year where there's you know 
hey, there's there's six middle infielders on this one age group. And you got to let a decent player go because it's in his best interest too. Sure it is. Because he's got to go play. Interest. He yep. needs to go play that position. Uh, but then, you know, you get to see some new kids come in that are excited. And, uh, you know, come February, March, when we're back out on the field, you get to see the product. But uh, a lot of tough decisions have to be made at the end of the month. When at CBC, is we're set up basically like a professional baseball organization. Right? So you only have one team, you know, rookie ball, A ball, double A, triple A. It used to be multiples, but it's it, it's whittled down to just one in each place. And even at the big league level, even though, you know, the Cardinals are out now, right, they're going to have to reevaluate their entire roster, you know. And they're going to have to set so they can get back to this situation again next year and, and, and compete. And we do that pretty much, you know, pretty much every year. There are definitely kids at the younger ages, though, that we – we hang on to for a little while because they're projectable. Some of them haven't even hit puberty. Yeah. And you see skill set, but you don't see strength and you don't see the, the well, speed. Well, I mean, but uh, you... the, probably the best example is our is our 13-year-old team. I mean, I think, you know, you sit there and you look at the, the kids that are at that age group and it, it becomes really apparent when they jump on the big field that they're not physical enough yet. Right. But do you see enough of a player there right. that, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line, as they get physically stronger, do you, is that going to be, is that going to be that, that, that guy? Mm-hmm. So there are times, you know, we're going to hold on, we're going to hold on to those kids that, that put the work in and, and show like they uh, show the instincts and, and, you know, pot- potentially have some projectability, even though, Hey, at 13 and 14, we may take some lumps. We've, uh, we've built the third field that can retro into a field. That's more of a transitional field from 12, to 13 and then on to 14. So going from the smallest field to a field that, you know, suits those kids' skill level and they're still playing and competing and doing things the right way instead of taking them from 12 on a small field and jumping them all the way onto a 60-90. Oh, yeah, where you got 400-foot center yeah, field. And, and, and everything is max effort and, you know, and you, you know it, there's, a, there's a lot of discouragement there. And the other part about it is when, that, when you go from that small field, you know, talking from the outfielder's perspective, right, Andrew, and you'll, you'll know this, you go from the small field where the left field of the center field and the right field are almost almost shoulder to shoulder. You know, there's not much gap in between them. So they go get balls and they catch routine balls. And then you go ahead and you take those kids off that field and you put them on a 60-90 and you got 320 down the lines and 350 or 360 or 380 in center. And all of a sudden you have this, um, this great real estate. These kids, you know, they don't chase balls the same way that they should. They don't know how far they can go or whatever. They're used to two or three or four steps and being on a ball. Now you got to take a route. And be mm-hmm. on a ball. You got to take a route. Yeah, I mean, speed. And that's why you know speed's important and, and, and things like that. So again, thirteen and fourteen, and you're gonna we're gonna take some lumps there, but the the the, the end result will be, you know, a mature player at fifteen or sixteen years old that uh, has a chance to potentially go on and play college ball. You know, we we've done this a long time, uh, and, and and evaluating kids is 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 our business. It's basically what we do, you know. And then we help to we help to place them, develop, evaluate, place. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough conversations with families, you know, it, it, and letting people know that, hey, you know, it, it's, you know, we've seen this game at the highest levels, right? I mean, we've sat in dugouts and played, played with Hall of Famers. We've seen it at the, you know, at the elite. And then you got to kind of back down and, and, and project along the way, okay, is this a high school kid? Is this a, a college kid? And at what level of college is it? And is he a potential draft pick kid? And sometimes it's pretty easy early on. You know, everybody misses. Even scouts miss in, in the drafts. And draft guys too high, I don't draft guys at all. But, you know, you miss. But more times than not, we don't miss. And it's and, it, and it's a reality check because, you like you said, we may have to say tell a kid, you know, you need to go. It's not personal. You know, we have one team per age group. We're not some of these other organizations that have four or five teams because it's based on based on volume. You know, it's, it's, it, it goes like this. There's good money and bad baseball. 
you know, and you just keep taking these kids and just because they're going to get a uniform, the parent's going to pay the check. But it, with and, us... And, and to be honest, I mean, from our point of view too, I mean, that's not what our business model is here. So no. them going and playing on that second or third team at another place... Is, Nothing wrong that, with that's that. That's fine. Nothing that's wrong fine. with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all if they want to play. Because you know what? In the end, you want everybody to remain a, a baseball fan, right? I mean, that's that's the end goal. That, you know, they, you know, we're... we're supportive of our major leagues we're supportive of our minor leagues we're supportive of our college and our high schools and you know you want people to be fans and then you want them someday to possibly you know they're going to have sons and be coaches and be good stewards of the game and and have some knowledge so going you're right so going to these other places that have you know multiple teams but yet you know the coaching is good and they're learning something they're, they're going to take more along the way than just the, you know the physical skills and playing at the next level yeah and that i mean that's a you know that's a that's the apparent conversation that happens and then you got the other end of the spectrum or you've got the kid that um, that is physically mature sooner than some of the other kids at his right. age group and uh, you know they you know sometimes you got to you know let those guys know, hey pump your brakes a little bit you know? <clears throat> there's you know somebody uh, i think per- mm. Pete persico sent us a text last week that you know said uh, it's something to, uh, to the effect of, uh, you know, I haven't had a scout ever ask me what his 12U team's record was, you know. <laughs> Batting I, average. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's not a ton to gain as a 13 or 14-year-old by, you know, jumping up and seeking out the, the, the you know, a, a national team and things yeah. like that. You know, it's yeah. it's not going to create this exposure to, to those higher levels that eventually you want to get to. It's 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 just not, that that the time is not right for that. For that age group, for that player, so you know it, it, that happens far less. A lot often. of times, a lot of times, it becomes the ego of the parent to be in that to find to try and find that situation. Yeah, yeah. Could, well, I mean, we all see it all the time. I mean, whether the kids are good or bad, you know, once yeah. they get out on the field, they're just they're just kids. Yeah. You know, they get around their their teammates. They're just kids. They're not sitting there, you know, upset because they're hanging around with their friends and stuff like not, that. Never. They, no. Their attention span isn't isn't long enough, or even you know, even the depth of what they're doing. Like, what does it mean to be here? Yeah. So I you mean, know? unless the parents have put it in their head that there's something else that they need to be doing, they they're completely they're going to be completely fine wherever they're at. Whether they're on that, you know, that rec that rec team, where they're yep. going to be with us, where they're on somebody's, you know, some other organization, second or third team or, mm-hmm. or first team, whatever. Um, the kids, the kids are oblivious to that kind of thing. It's the parents that put that pressure on it, and to me, it, it's just you know you're you're chasing your tail at thirteen and fourteen. It's all you know if if you're not a na- if you're not on a national team, right? And you know if you look at if you go down and look at perfect game, and you look at some of the national level teams that have that have teams across the country or at least across the East Coast, you know, and the national team, all those kids are already committed. Right, they're 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 locked in. If you go down and they're ACC, SEC, Big Ten, whatever, they you know they, they're done. You know, if you're not that guy, then you need to be in a different place. Yeah. You know, because I mean, what you know, who's going now? The now the scouts are going out to see him, but realistically, you're only a college player at this point. You yeah, know, I mean, not, if you're a mid-major kid and you're uh, and you're on a team full of Division One guys, the the scouts that are still coming to that game are pro scouts. And right, they're not that's looking it. At you. Yeah, they're not, they're not checking you out. So you know, but it, it's funny. And then you know, you you have to buy five uniforms and you got to buy the same shoes and the same helmet, the same. So ninety nine percent of the time, the most important thing that you should be considering is who is the direct coach for your team. 
That mm-hmm. is the most important right. thing. It doesn't matter what uniform you have on. It doesn't matter what organization you have. Who is the direct coach on your team? What kind of impact are they going to have on your kid? How are they going to help him move forward? What's Whether the network? The net, you know, all that comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, at 13 and 14 years old, you're not worried about the network. Right. At 15, 16, 17, that becomes right. you know, a part of the pie. But who, who are you playing for? What, is your, who, what does your coach do? What, what is he doing to push me forward? What is he doing to help me uh, develop as a player? You know, and, and instead, you know, we, we sit there and we're chasing, you know, you know, you see these 10 new teams that are throwing their rankings out there. Like, what, what, who cares? Yeah. No, that's you, know? We're, we're, you know, we're the number one team ranked in the state. We're the number one team ranked in the country. Like, who ranks? It's like World Series. Like, there's so many ranking systems. And it's even when you go to a showcase, there's ranking system. You can go to three different showcase events and you can get three different showcase rankings. You know, you're, you're 50 here, you're 20 there, you're 100 here. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you see the the number one twelve U team in the you know in the state, and I don't even you know, this is just a hypothetical. Yeah. But if you're the number one twelve U team in the state, but you've got nine seventh graders on the team, is that legitimate? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wow. You know, you said mm-hmm. there's there's way too many things to go in to worry about those rankings at the young age groups. Who your coach is? How many is points? What you matter. Points. You've Got to play in tournaments that give you points. Oh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. You know, it's fun to qualify to go to play in some of these things. Right. You know, the trails, you know, the Ripping yeah. Trail and these different, these are, they're, they're, they're great. You know, they give kids a goal. They give families, you know, kind of an end, an end game to, to plan towards and things like that. Like, that's fun. But don't get carried away with it. Some people can't help it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, how, how about recruiting at that age? At 12? <laughs> Even younger. Who's recruiting? Oh, people recruit kids at that age. Not us. No, not us. But I'm saying, I mean, it's, I mean, they're, they're out there, and and, and it's constant. That's something that we've, we we don't do in here, and it's, you know, a, proud of it, you know, because our guys go out and we compete regardless. Of, you know, we take what, what comes in and we go and, um, and you know, we compete. But the, you know, there are people that recruit. You know, at at ten, eleven, twelve. Eight, I I wouldn't doubt that people that recruit at nine. I know? mean, it's one thing to give people information. It's you know, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. But as far as going in and, and recruiting, like, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot like of sense. Like picking up the phone and calling you're like, hey, John, like, God, I, I really like Grady. You know, he's got a big arm. We love to have him. We're, you know, we're the number one team ranked in the state. You know, going, you know, I mean, you know, he, he fits into our profile. Why don't, you know, why don't you come over here and whatever. Well, what, I, how does that, how is it going to help his development? Well, that should see, be the question. See, that, that should, should be, be the question, question. right? That, that should, should be, be the question. question. You know, you know, what, what's the point? And at that age, you know. It, it's just it's 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 pathetic that we we watch this happening, you know, on a, on a on a pretty regular scale. You know, it, it happens constantly. Yeah. So it, it's it, and more more or less at the at the, at the you know the showcase level, and you see it when you know. And I get it. you know when you're going down to a Jupiter, and you have to you're competing against the best of the best, and you, and it and it could run into extra days or whatever, and what you have at that point. Um, before you go down there is not deep enough pitching, then you need to go get somebody or another arm. Somebody. Like, like I get that point. I, I, I did that uh, two days ago. <clears throat> that scenario. I'm going down to Charleston this weekend, yeah. so I called, uh, I called a, a friend of ours down in the Charleston area, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to see if he had a couple players that were willing to come out and play. And I said, you know, these, you know, it's a pretty competitive team. They don't have to be world beaters or anything, mm-hmm. but I need a couple bodies. So if you got some guys, you know, let me know. Right. You know, so, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, re- recruiting... You know, if you are doing it, or if you're not doing it, if you are doing it in particular, though, I mean, you shouldn't be recruiting to and looking at that kid and saying, "How can he help this team?" You should be looking at that player and say, "How can I help this kid?" 
that should be why you're right. recruiting the kid. Right. Like this kid, this kid, I, you know, I see something in no. him and I want him to come and this is why you're a good fit here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because, hey, this is going to help us get our bid to Florida. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I think it becomes more the adult, like you said, than it does the, uh, than it does the player. I don't, I don't hardly ever see any of that stuff on the kids' social media. Never. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But so Cardinals, Andrew. Yeah. Good Tough. Year. They had a good year. They had a really good year. They had a great better, year. Better than expected, I think. Better I, better than what it looked like at the half. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, on paper, I, I don't think you would have you would have put that team win in the the, the, the central. No. In, no. in April, you wouldn't have said that. I would, have, I would have said the Cubs. I would have said the Cubs yeah, and, Cubs the, and the Brewers are probably your your one two. They're the three. They come out of that. Their division is the number one. I mean, it's a it's a strong season. You know, everybody ends the season disappointed. Except for one Except team. For one Every, team. One yep. team in the season one team. not disappointed. But, um, you know, I think you look back on the season, the offseason, there's some really good pieces there. Mm-hmm. Schilt, Schilt's doing an awesome job. He is. I was He's telling Shape before the podcast, <clears throat> the way they changed the lineup, I love that lineup, what he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he'll probably stick with starting next season. Hopefully yeah, they're they're you don't even know if that team, you don't even know who's going to be there next season. Well, they're, gonna, they're not going to be missing a lot of pieces next year. That's yeah, thing. but you're talking about trades, and you're talking about the winter meetings, and you're talking about you know where you have to beef up, and do you, is Martinez your closer, and you know you know what happens here, you know there, there's a lot of factors in every team, not just the Cardinals, but the <laughs> Cardinals because of you know, you know of, of of Michael, but you know, it's it's just like everything, it, it it changes. I mean, those guys are at the drawing board right now, figuring out what are the pieces that they need to compete against the Nationals or the Dodgers or whatever to get to the World Series. Yeah, everybody everybody comes in right now, and what they're doing is how do we get to the next step? And mm-hmm. the next step for them is how do we get to the World Series? Right. And, and, and you know, it starts with their division. That you know, are we doing enough to make sure that we can maintain in this division? And then you got to figure out, okay, so what? Are we running into in the the playoffs that yeah. we have to be able to overcome? Sure, and that's a, that's their barometer. Is the everybody's playoffs. gonna here's what, I mean, everybody's gonna be trying to figure out the, the Astros and and the uh, Nationals have two, the same thing in common, and that is three nasty starting pitchers. Yeah. Right, and those don't just fall off trees. Like you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. If, if your if your ace falls off, you got two more coming right behind you. Oh yeah, you know where if, if like the other night when Flaherty's wheels came off, there wasn't much, you know. When you start to get into the 60s, as far as numbers go, you're in trouble. You're, I'll tell you when you're in super trouble. is when <laughs> Annabella Sanchez throws a no-hitter into the eighth against <laughs> you. Right. And you haven't even faced Scherzer and Strasburg yeah. and yeah. Corbin. Yep. You are in trouble. Yeah. You're, look, you're looking. You're looking. You've got. You know, that's the guy you're looking at. the tunnel like, and the train is coming. We've got to yeah. beat this guy because these other three, it's going to be a nightmare to try to beat these other yeah. three. I'll tell you. You know, it's exciting for the Cardinals. So they came down to the last game of the season. And then it came down to the last game of the divisional, you know, playoffs to uh, to get there and then you know you still sat there yesterday just going you know right up to the last out if you're a true fan or whether it's the team or the person or whatever that okay two outs man I've been in games where we've come back you know I mean there's not many oh, there's they- not many but I've been in, you know I've been in teams you know I've been on teams where like we were in Vegas one time we went down 12 in the playoffs in the PCL playoffs um, and we were we were packing our bags to go home in between, in between the games, she was going to fly right out of Vegas and, and, and take off. I was going to stay. I wasn't going home. But, um, you know, to go to the championship. <clears throat> Down 12 people are in there making flights on the phone or whatever, and we come back and win at 13-12. Top of the – so, you know, I, I still have that hope. You're, Am I like a pixie yeah, dust guy? Do I, I like wear my pajamas that's and like, tell myself nighttime that's like stories? When you see, that's like when, you, when you're, like, following a car and they, and they drive off a cliff next to you and you see their brake lights on. <laughs> 
It's like Hope nah. Springs Eternal, man. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna hit the. You're gonna. You're crack. gonna hit sooner or later. We've all seen goofy comebacks. I mean, you know, the yeah. Patriots beating the, the the Falcons a couple of years right. in, the, in the in the. I mean, it happens, and so like you sit there and, and you hear the announcers even like you know they sit there and they do the math for you. And it's like base this hit. this and you're this. Down eight. There's yeah. a base hit, man. Yeah. On two, two outs. They got something going here. We're yeah. down seven runs. Like yeah. this isn't anything going yet. But uh, I, I mean, we've all seen it happen. That's why you can't. You know, you you play until you know you play until the game's over. Because you know goofy things do happen, but you know seven runs in the first inning, you're you're done, mm-hmm. you're done, you're 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 done. It's amazing how that ended it for them, right? Because they scored ten in the first to you know to secure a spot in the National League playoffs, mm-hmm. and then then they get seven runs in the first, and sometimes you're they were making field, a push. Sometimes you're yeah. the bug. Yeah, but so a great great year for them. Um, so now who's going to win it? I. I think the Astros lineup is stronger, and I think the pitching yeah, is neutral. Yeah, I think the pitching. Yeah. I think the you pitching, think the pitching is, is neutral. I think it's yeah. pretty neutral. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you take Strasburg, sure. Scherzer, Corbin, you know, Sanchez is if you need if you need that extra starter, and uh, I think the back end of the bullpen for the Astros may actually be a little stronger. Yeah, um, be a good then, series. And then the, and then the offense, I think the lineup from top to bottom with the Astros is stronger. Yeah, I agree with. I think yeah. the Astros. I think so. The Astros, the Astros get past the Yankees. Astros go. Um, I mean, the Yankees, they're still going to have to fight against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I see the yeah. Yankees winning another game here. You I know, think either I, one, either either team that the Nats play is going to be a good World Series. I, well, I mean, but I, hope, feeling, it, I think hope it's a, gr- a good World Series. I mean, just, I, I think the eyeball test says the Astros are the best team out there right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think they, right now, they have the best pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. who is hot as well. So what happened to the Nats the first half of the season? What happened to the Cardinals the first half half of the season? Well, the Nats had it on paper, though. Nats had it on paper. They had one of the best pitching rotations in the MLB. Got to play the game. Yeah, you got to go out. It's a hundred sixty-two game. I paper mean, people, means nothing. People yeah. get people get high and low during the course of the season. You go on little streaks. You know, you it, it, it's it's just part of the game. You just want to make sure you don't lose touch in the first two months. Just don't yeah. lose touch. And then after that, you're all right. You just go out there and keep grinding through. You start figuring out, you know, the best possible, you know, mix of ingredients to make sure that you know you're you're, you're going out there and winning six out of ten. That's I mean that's yeah. You don't want, you don't want to be down fifteen at the half. Yeah, you can't. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's over at that point. You know, you can, you can have one bad month in there. You can't right. have two bad months. And that's what that's what the Cardinals did. They hung around five hundred. Mm-hmm. They hung. They hung. And but that whole division, nobody pulled away either. There was a lot of mm-hmm. opportunities for people to pull away, and nobody did. So. And, that's, and that's the way it works over a 162-game season. I mean, you know, they, they end up pretty close to where you thought they were going to be. Now it's four or five games positive. You know, the, the, the Cardinals exceed expectations by sure. four or five games, and the Cubs, you know, are four or five games lower, and that's where the, that's where the switch is. But the, the math is pretty close when you start out, you know. It's a small, it's a small differential there at the end. Home plate gala, Andrew. We Home set? Home plate gala. We ready? Oh, yeah. See, November, the tables are filling up. November 8th, yeah. I mean, we added, what, we added five more tables this year, yep. 50 more seats. Um, it's exciting. we got a lot of people that have stepped up and actually bought whole tables mm-hmm. instead of just individual tickets. When we started off the first year, that was a grind, wasn't it? I, mean, I, was, I, I don't even think I was here I've first got a, year. I've got a, <clears throat> what do you got? I've got a new uh, slogan for the gala. Uh-oh. Let's get overserved for the underserved. Let's get overserved for the underserved. All right. He's laughing at his own thing. Did you see the video he sent yesterday about the guy gagging? The, no. the plunger? The plunger guy? Oh. No, I heard you laughing. Oh, man. my. Like, I, I sh- how many people have you shared that with? Everybody that I can. Yeah, everybody that I can. You didn't share it with me? Yeah. Uh, I, I said everybody, not. Oh, not anybody. <laughs> you get it. I got it. Yeah, just a. Uh, 
That was anybody who's anybody. Has so that. let's over <laughs> let's let's overserve. Let's get overserved. Let's for the get underserved. overserved for the underserved. All right, I'm gonna shoot a video, of John, and keep it keep it a straight face, and then he'll go. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then he's got the strings in his teeth. Yeah. For you guys that don't know what we're talking about, there's this video on Facebook where they 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 use a filter on this guy, so he's got like the big bug eyes and the big mouth. And he's sitting there, and he's he's doing one of those YouTube tutorials on plunging a toilet. Oh god! And his reactions of, combined with that, that filter are a hundred percent spot on. My family has video of me scooping the cat litter and just gagging like it's fantastic. It is. It is a great video. It's three. It's three minutes that you yeah. will. You it, it'll make your. Whole we day. laughed hard. It'll make your whole day. We laughed hard. And every time you show it and you sit around, you sit there to watch the reaction. You just want to person. sit and watch him. Yeah. That's like I said. We send it to Gloat. I'm like, if this guy doesn't laugh at this, there's definitely something missing in Gloat's head. <laughs> Because, you know, it's, I mean, he's a hardcore guy, but, like, this is funny stuff. Did he laugh? I don't know. No, he shut it off halfway through. We started talking, so he didn't even get all the way through it. No one glowed. He's, you know, he's just moved down the road and watches Netflix on his truck on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. going to make him watch that. Oh, you have to. That, yeah. You have to. But the gala. So we got uh, Jack Leggett, who is the manager of our 18U national team, USA Baseball, has... 20-plus uh, years at Clemson as a head coach there. I mean, has, I, I don't know, how many different... Uh, Clemson, is that, that's that school so in they, South They wear, like, orange and... Like, who puts orange and purple together as a color? Like, what, you know... That's over near Greenville? Somewhere or? that. It, it's, I think it's right near Presbyterian. Oh, Presb I see, Presbyterian. I know Presbyterian. Yeah, you know Presbyterian, I know right? Presbyterian. We got that. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's somewhere down that way. Um, so, we got Jack, and then we got Francis Crockett-Ringley, who is... Uh, I mean, as close to me as 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 Lib and the Schultz are. I mean, this is these are the first families that I met when I got to Charlotte. First Lady of Baseball. Yeah, in in <clears throat> 1982 when I got here and walked into that office and, well, man, you think you're walking into a barn? It was really it was it was it was a different world then. But I thought I was in the big leagues, you know. And Lib was the first one that I met and then moved to the back office and there was Francis and that's where we met Schilt. But so Francis is getting an award. Um, you know, it's just it, it's a great night. We got a lot of high school guys there. We got a lot of college guys that'll be there. We have obviously former big leaguers, and it's 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 a baseball community come together. So anybody, regardless of who you play for or you know your organization, you know this is an adult night. It's open up to baseball people. It's a good time. You know, we've had competitors from from other organizations with us last year. Actually, we had two of them. Um, you know, had seats there with us. And it's just, it's a fun night. It's an open bar, and it, it gets crazy. We got, what is Sonic Rewind? Sonic Rewind. Sonic Rewind is after. a 70s and 80s rock band. And they, what do we call that? A cover band? Cover band. Yeah, it's a rock, cover band. Rock cover band. Rock cover mm -hmm. band. Don't give me too many words to put together Sorry. today. I'm not, I'm not doing so good with that part. Well, that, that wasn't more than Rock four, cover so. band. Yeah, said a rock cover band, rock cover band. Got that one down. Got it down. And then, uh, so we have the silent auction, a bunch of jerseys and stuff coming in, memorabilia. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of laughs, a lot of good people. Um, it's $150 a ticket. All proceeds go to You Deserve a Chance Foundation, which we have overserved, the underserved. We're, so, we're going to get overserved for the underserved. For the underserved. So, we, you know, we, we're doing things for people that... Uh, that the financial situation of the game does not fit into their their, their palate. Yeah, so. you were going to go have a good time anyways that night. Go it's ahead a party, and, man. Go ahead and make sure well, that see, the, somebody benefits from it, right? And you know, mm -hmm. I would say, like, why don't you just run around and ask for money and, and raise money? Because we don't raise a ton of money doing it. But, you know, we're a party group. 
you know, we want to have fun. We've been out to Top Golf. We have a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were trying to put the concert on, you know, um, and we do the gala. So, you know, if you're going to donate and you're going to you're going to have a big heart, let's have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. If, it's just finding things that you want to do anyways, and then no kidding, finding a way to yeah. make sure hey, somebody food, benefits the, from it. The man. food is outstanding. You know, it's it's at a resort. It's at a hotel and resort in Ballantyne, uh, a big spa. A lot of a lot of the girls will get there early and you know go to the spa and get all, you know, open bar, what dolled up, dolled up. Yep, yeah. get all dolled up, and we show up about six and start drinking and seven we see i tell you what i'm this is a tangent i'm super concerned that i'm able to sit there and figure out what you're going to say next it's bothering me oh yeah because i'm i've i'm on his wavelength you have add right now no No. i'm on his wavelength like he's sitting there he's he's struggling for the words i know what he wants to say it's about time you stepped up and now it's about time you stepped up to my level man i'm worried about i've been been pulling your wagon i've been pulling your wagon for years now welcome to the ns baseball report (laughs) pulling your wagon i'm just as concerned i'm thinking like you that's the biggest concern. And I, I only have, have like a part of a brain. I don't even have a full brain. Maybe he got the other part that, <laughs> that died. I got the yeah. heart. You got you got the heart. You got my heart. Yeah. <laughs> your your heart. Yeah. I was I was one of like the guys that like like stand over deers and hold their antlers. Like I have nothing against hunting. I think hunting's great. I'm I'm all for guns and stuff like that. Not in the right situation, of course, right? But guys that sit there and they're holding a, a you know, a, a ten point buck and they're like, Look at this and like like what kind of heart do you have, dude? So when you say heart, mm, yeah, man, yeah. So do, 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 do you off, thank man. do you thank God after you shoot him for like the venison, the meat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm appreciative of the animal. Okay, I don't know. like you got Indian blood in you, so that's part of your, you know. I mean, you you want you want a little Indian in you? No, not at all. None of you, dude. <laughs> I've been down that road with you before. No, that's why we don't room together anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, it, my my favorite thing about the about the outdoors though is I mean it's just like there's nothing cooler I'm terrible at hunting like very rarely do I actually have success but it's so neat when you get in there and you're like in their world and yeah. they're they're around you and stuff yeah. like that whether you get to whether it's the right animal and you're there to take them out of that world now sometimes I am <laughs> sometimes I am you know I don't I I'm just I'm gonna know. camouflage myself in your world I'm gonna climb this tree I'm gonna get this bow and I'm gonna like I'm gonna you know and I don't care if, I don't care if it's your kid your mom or your dad I'm taking you out. I can, you know what I've 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 harvested maybe 20 25 animals in my yeah. whole life. I have probably taken about 10,000 dumps in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like the stats are So you're way there to off. share with their in their world. You're there to you know, you're going to share something in their world. That, I mean, that's one yeah. of the that, I guess that's the, the, the So you get all this money, get a license. The cruel go un- out to Montana. Just a, just a, you know. I pooped all over that <laughs> national park. You know, I've, I've yeah, taken a dump in that. Yeah, it's that's great. Ah, it's, yeah. it's amazing though. Like how much you know? You're so pumped to get out there in the morning. All right, the home plate gala. <laughs> the home plate gala is November eighth at the Ballantyne Resort and Spa. Spa, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, you won't be there this year. I you, had to poop I on know. the Ballantyne Golf Course one time. You did. I made that up. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say we're probably not golfing. Oh this no, year. I know we might be pulled off the Edamore. <laughs> so, but yes, the gala, November eighth. John, thank you for that for all those visuals right there. Um, much appreciated. Uh, Mike Schill, congratulations on a phenomenal season. The Cardinals, everybody got to the playoffs. Our season is ending here. We got one more weekend with our guys. Moving on, tryouts. 
Um, you know, once we get past the gala, then we're heavy back into USA baseball and starting to move forward in that direction. Getting the winter workouts going. Getting the winter workouts going. You know, we're on the hamster wheel. We're moving. And uh, but we appreciate everybody that listens to the Schaefer Baseball Report and you know and, and endures our off color sometimes. We're off color on all brand. the time. Off color is our on brand. No kidding. There you go. Yeah. We're over. I'm a slogan over machine. Today. You are. You're going to get hired. We're going to lose him. We're going to lose him to some marketing company. Oh, but I'm thank you. On Madison Avenue up in New yeah, York. Yeah, I can see you there. Like, slogans. Oh, wait, I got to shave? <laughs> no way, man. No, no. I'm a, I'll just pretend I'm a millennial. Like, I'm Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We appreciate everybody. And uh, that was 68. And the next number will be 70. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. <laughs>